2: and the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars, The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Bad Batch, and all the other cool and exciting projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my co hosts Tim and Paul. How's it going, guys?
1: What's up, guys? It's been pretty nice these last two days getting some awesome Star Wars news that kind of makes me think, are we recording too early? I mean, who knows what tomorrow is gonna bring? (laughs) So, but regardless of this is the only Star Wars news we're gonna get this week, it's been pretty awesome. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to talk about the Rise of Skywalker today. And like I seriously cannot (laughs) wait.
2: And you're free to do that on another podcast, but uh, that's not what we're talking about on here. Don't <laughs> worry, Paul. I'll join you on that one. <laughs> God, thank you you guys have that. fun. Wait, depends on what kind of stuff we're talking about. Are we, are we saying good things or bad things? Um, wow. <laughs> you, would, you would do that, wouldn't you? <sighs> I'd only do as much as you would do for The Last Jedi, Paul. Hey, I say good things about The Last Jedi. And I say, I say good things about Rise of Skywalker sometimes. Okay. That's Occasionally. Maybe when I'm not <laughs> wow. feeling like a scoundrel. Wow. <laughs> nice
1: working though. Oh, right, is that How are we
0: doing? <laughs> Same as always. <laughs> that bad, that huh? Bad,
1: uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so man. Um, yeah. Well, this is going to be a fun episode. I can already tell. Um and you know, it's funny. Yeah. Like you said, Tim, we've got a bunch of news that just dropped over the past couple of days. We just happened to have some good fortuitous luck with the timing of this episode. Um, obviously our last episode, there was not a lot of stuff going on and you know, it's been kind of slow. We hadn't recorded in a while and we were like, let's record just to get something out there. We did our, our commentary for the first half of the Clone Wars micro series. Um, and we had scheduled to record, to, we had already rescheduled, we had scheduled ahead of time to record today and uh, do part two of the Clone Wars micro series. And then in the past couple days, we got a major, uh, you know, batch of casting announcements for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And then uh, also just this morning, got a trailer for the Bad Batch. So we're going to talk about all that stuff instead. That's probably going to be enough to fill a whole episode right there Um might not be, you know, a three or four hour blowout, but um, should be enough to just have a fun discussion on this. And we'll probably come back for our next episode and talk uh, Clone Wars micro series. Um, but before we get to those two big pieces of news, um, we'll kick off with the news here and actually talk about one other thing that pertains to what we were just talking about with the Clone Wars micro series, which is that uh, that show, as well as a handful of other older Star Wars uh, shows, are actually coming to Disney+. Plus, um, and it's funny, you know, we recorded our last episode and we talked about that. We're like, how come this stuff hasn't come to Disney Plus yet? And then sure enough, after we record the episode and before they before we put it out, they announced that the Clone Wars micro series, the Ewok films, the uh, Ewoks animated series, and even the animated Boba Fett segment from the Star Wars holiday special – are all going to be coming to Disney Plus on April 2nd, which is uh this Friday as we're recording this. Hopefully we can get this episode out before then. So you, you know, you guys will maybe be hearing this the same day or something. Um and so that's awesome because now when we do get to doing, you know, part two of our Clone Wars commentary, then you guys can all watch along on Disney Plus and people who've never seen this stuff before will get to check it out. So um this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting to see that stuff on there and uh, just cool that we're going to have more Star Wars content. I wonder if they're going to brand it like on Disney Plus as Legends um, mm-hmm. or have some kind of, you know, disclaimer saying, like, you know, this is not canon. But I wonder even, you know, if just on like the Disney Plus title screen, we have like the banner up at the top, if it's going to have that Legends graphic that they put on all the books and stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely cool that they're uh, kind of opening up the vault and putting some of this older stuff out there.
1: Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I wonder if that will be the case because I want to say they do have something like that for Marvel for like the non MCU films like the X-Men stuff um, where I forget what it's labeled. it's like Marvel Legacy films or something like that where they do have it separate from the MCU films. So I wonder if they will have like a new Legends tab or section or like you said a banner for those content that they're putting out. But yeah, regardless, <laughs> I'm just so glad that that is finally happening we're getting the micro series the ewok movies and the animated series of the ewoks and the boba fett animated special so it's all that classic star wars stuff from past tv shows from the 80s of far as those like early ewoks movies and tv series and then obviously with the clone wars micro series in the early 2000s it's just that star wars history that deserves to be on there and i couldn't be more excited about that not just for me to have it on there and make it more accessible And ease to watch it instead of grabbing the old dvds and i'm just also really hoping i wake up friday morning i check the app and it says hd for the clone wars micro series that is the one thing i'm wishing for i mean i'm happy enough that they're there but if they could just go that little extra mile to put the make those hd that would be fantastic because that series as we said on the commentaries is just begging to be in hd but what i'm really happy about is just that these series and movies are going to be accessible to everyone now, where it was something that I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there, some newer fans would probably heard about this stuff, but it wasn't so accessible to see. Um, because I know there's been some versions out there on YouTube for both the micro series and the ewok movies, but they like come and go, they'd be taken down, then they pop up again, and then they'd get taken down. But now that we know they're officially gonna be released on Disney Plus. And for everyone who has a subscription now, they can easily check out um, those Star Wars stories that I still consider to be great, canon or not. So I'm just glad that more people now will be able to see all this stuff and get to experience what Star Wars TV was like a few decades ago. Uh, So, yeah, it's just great all the way around. So it's just about time that this became a reality for the Star Wars content. And because Disney Plus is obviously the perfect home to put all this stuff in and just have that one hub for all this great star wars content to be on there so yeah this is really cool to finally get this announcement and i don't know is it a coincidence that they announced it right when we did our clone wars micro series and our ewok commentaries weren't that long ago either probably but the force does work in mysterious ways so i don't know <laughs> somebody uh, was listening yeah maybe there was someone at disney plus who was, was listening to our commentaries and you know what? More people gotta listen to these commentaries but actually see it too, <laughs> see what they're talking about
0: obviously i'm ecstatic about the ewok films coming to disney plus and like you in all seriousness like you tim i cannot wait to see if in fact these are going to be in hd i know we talked a little bit about it before we recorded that Probably is more of a likelier chance that the Clone Wars animated series, uh, the Gen D series, would be in HD, probably more so than the 80s TV films. At the same time, though, I I can't wait. I really, really hope that that's the case. I really hope that there's going to be uh, some kind of high definition with this. But you know what? At the same time, if it's not... I'm still good because now I don't have to keep busting out my uh, my DVD player that it's like a collector's item at this point and ruin the disc. <laughs> so and I'm being serious. And I, I'm like and trying to figure out that.
1: which side of the disc is the movie you want to oh, see because that always throws me off.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, for me, it's I'm just excited the fact that we get to get that. And now we can share it with everybody else. And you are right, uh, Tim. It's labeled Marvel Legacy Films. Okay. And X-Men's part of it. So I think that there's – it'd be really cool, actually, if they did have a Star Wars Legends tab. This It's not like a, a thing above it like on the actual movie, but it's actually a, a tab on Disney Plus in the Marvel section. So it'd be cool to have Disney Legends and you'd have, let's say, like the Lego series and the, and the Ewok cartoons, which – which That's another thing we hadn't we no really talked about is the Ewok cartoons. But where the hell's droids, man? Like, that's a, I love droids. Like, why are we putting the Ewoks before droids? That's like the cart before the horse. Come on,
1: like <laughs> that. It's weird why they would leave it out. Yeah, yes. they're putting all this out. Why that series? Why yeah, it fits I think right in with the Ewok. Editing. If
2: they're putting out Ewoks but not droids, it makes me think there must be some kind of reason for it. Like, either I don't know if some of the episodes got lost or if there's some kind of licensing issues or rights or something like that or if you know whatever the case may be maybe it's coming later maybe they you know they have plans for that later down the line yeah um, that's what I think yeah I I, I don't think they would put all this other stuff out and go well nobody cares about the droids cartoon like there must be some kind of reason for it I think there must be some there's got to be a reason for it check it at the other end (laughs) wow it is gonna be
0: one of those episodes um
2: no i i i personally think that
0: um that they're probably gonna release that for a different you know when they want to put out more star wars content like oh hey i mean i'm not saying droids like this big like grabber but i think it will be something for them to be like oh hey we're adding more star wars content you know here's a the whole thing of droids because droids was once Excuse me. It was one season, but you also got to remember there was like a TV movie, like The Great Heap, which me and Tim watched on a Star Wars day. That Was the represent. one I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun too. That was a, that was a solid, solid uh, little TV movie. I thought. Um,
1: yeah, it was not, was not bad.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, I mean, it's aimed for kids, but it's fun stuff. So there's definitely something there, um, you know, with that. And I want you got to wonder if maybe like they're going to release that with something, you know, another thing that kind of you know. Well, hey, go ahead,
1: going No, remember part of that big announcement of all the new Star Wars TV shows coming out on Disney. Plus, there was that droid story series mm-hmm. they announced. I wonder if Dude, maybe they'll save right. it. And kind of like yeah, lead into release that. It like in conjunction with that. Yeah, possibly. Because you
0: got, yeah, because that's probably
2: not going to get a theatrical release. It's probably going to go straight to Disney Plus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because that's well, that might be a movie. I guess we don't really know what that is.
1: Um, yeah, it just says it's an. No, they say it's an animated series. Yeah.
2: It's, it's oh, an okay. I just remember, well, no, because the droid story, that's the one that's like the hybrid, like it's like Picks. ILM oh, working together with Lucasfilm animation or something like that. So that's right. It yeah, might yeah. be like a combination of live action and animation. Um, and I, I'm guessing that one might still be kind of far away because they didn't really give a lot of details on it. Um, but, it, but I, sp- I thought I remember them saying it was like a, a, an animated adventure or something like they didn't specify if it was a movie or a series, but I do think that one is going to be coming straight to Disney plus. Cause they didn't mention that as one of the theatrical releases, but yeah, so they definitely could maybe be saving droids to release alongside that just to kind of that uh, makes ride sense. that wave of droid related stuff.
0: Right. So I, I think this is all great. I, I'm really excited the fact that we're they're doing it finally. And and I know a lot of people what, like to talk crap about the Ewok films, which I don't will not tolerate uh, at all.
1: Nope, and, <laughs>
0: uh, and and you know what? I, I in all the seriousness, just like how Kyle kind of looked down on the Ewok films, I'm not saying you think they're great art by any means, Kyle. But I think you have a different appreciation for them. You don't think they're they're complete dog crap.
2: You know, they're, you're like,
0: oh okay. Yeah, I think I mean, if nothing
2: else, I think they're worth a watch and then people can decide for themselves one way or the other, because I had just heard for so long that, you know, they just had this this reputation of being terrible. Um, Well, people put it with a holiday special. Yeah. yeah, And it's definitely, I mean, I will say I've also never seen the holiday special in its entirety. I've never seen most of it because I have just stayed away from that because of how bad I've heard it is. Um, I've seen the whole Boba Fett part because I think I just saw that it's on bad. YouTube. The The Boba Fett part was pretty cool for what it is. Um, but I've just Absolutely, seen little yeah. clips and things of like the singing Wookiees and whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not spending an hour of my life on this. Um, but yeah, so the the Ewok films were not that bad. And you know, again, like Caravan of Courage was not a big fan of Battle for Endor was actually pretty fun. Um, but people like me that have just heard things about these movies for so long and never seen them, you'll get to watch them for yourself and decide one way or the other if you like them or not. Like again, it's not going to be for everybody. Not everybody has to love them, but I think it's good that they're just putting them out there and letting people watch it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that for all these things that they're doing, just, I, in all seriousness, I think there's going to be a kind of an idea of like, what exactly do you fans like? Maybe there is something to like, not just the Ewok films and whatever, but to kind of see what the reaction is to the, the content in general from a nostalgia standpoint. And I think from just like, you know, what are Star Wars fans looking for? And let's say like, no One watches the cart, the Ewok cartoon, but you know, a lot of people love watching the Gindi series, and it's like, Man, the Clones is really popular, which
2: they already knew. Or yeah, yeah, I was gonna maybe, say, No surprise there,
0: but let's say they say, Oh man, this Ewok films are actually doing pretty well. Maybe we should look into more of like things like this, or you know, whatever. I don't know, maybe they actually put out these things and give me some 4 K releases of them. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I know Disney's pretty much anti like doing anything physical media because they want to try to be like oh, no it's gonna be all streaming it's like you know no but anyway but maybe we'll get into that i don't know but either way this is i think it's only great news the fact they're putting this stuff out there and the more we support it the more content of star wars we're gonna get one way or another so i'd say just support star wars and watch it on disney plus so do it
1: you and me do Paul, it now gotta have the ewok movies on a loop streaming on disney plus just Keep playing it over and over <laughs> and over it. again, I do
2: it all right. Well, um, yeah, like I said, that's coming to Disney Plus uh this Friday, so keep an eye out for that and you know definitely check all that stuff out if you haven't seen it before. <clears throat> um, like I said, even that the animated Boba Fett short from the holiday special is, is pretty cool just to see the way that that character was first introduced back in the 70s. Um, that's a fun little animated short too, but definitely like if you haven't seen the the Ewok movies and especially if you haven't ever seen the Clone Wars micro series, definitely check those out. Um, now let's get on to the first, uh, sort of big news item that just dropped yesterday. Um, which is that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is officially beginning production in April and they revealed, uh, a whole bunch of new cast members, um, you know, there's a whole press release here on uh, StarWars.com, but I'm just going to read off. You know, they've got, of course, this grid graphic that I'm sure most of you have seen by now with all the actors. And so we've got Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. We knew that, um, as well as Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie P.S., Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie, Um, are all the actors who've been announced as uh, – you know, the main cast of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, So first one I'm going to talk about, I know we'll probably you know, there's obviously no details on who any of these people are playing and we can speculate on potential characters or anything like that. Uh, but the big ones that jumped out to me, and I'm sure this is probably the first thing you guys noticed too, aside from Ewan and, Hayden is that Joel Edgerton and Bonnie PS are reprising their, we can assume oh. reprising their roles as uncle Owen and aunt Beru. Um, <laughs> watch them play a new character. <laughs> yeah. They'll be, so like, they'll be like some Imperial officers hanging out with Vader. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, that's super cool to see them coming back, Yeah, Um, especially like I I think I'm sure we had probably speculated on whether that might be a possibility, but like I'm not as familiar with Bonnie. Like I know both of these guys were like fairly new young actors when George cast them in the prequels, but Joel Mm -hmm. Edgerton has kind of gone on to make a good career for himself and- Oh, yeah. Was is one of those guys that you'd be like, well, would he even be up to coming back for Star Wars? Like, is this going to be that big of a part? And so it's kind of a big deal that they got him back and makes me wonder if Owen and Beru are actually going to have like a significant role in the story. And it's maybe not just going to be like a, a one-off appearance in one episode. I mean, we know this is going to be a limited yeah. series anyways. Um, So, you know, not all these people might have a like there might be some actors that have smaller roles that don't have a ton of screen time where it's still an important part. Um, sure. and that could certainly be the case with Owen and Beru, even if they're only in a couple scenes or they're only in one episode or whatever. Um, still, you yeah. know, that being tied to Lou Skywalker obviously is going to have some big significance and just those being, you know, some pretty iconic star Wars characters. But, um, yeah, that was something that I was not necessarily, um, expecting to get officially confirmed. I mean, I wasn't expecting them to, to drop this whole list of characters on us or actors rather, but, um, yeah, that was the first one that jumped out to me. What would you guys think?
0: Well, I, I have to say that the Joel Edger, uh, Edgerton thing was not a surprise, but it was—it felt really, really good. The fact we're going to get that—I've gone on record yeah. a lot on this podcast and talked about how there's a dynamic there um, of uh, Lou between Owen Kenobi and Owen Lars, and how there's lots of lots of juicy material to write there from a dramatic standpoint and. Um, some of the Marvel comic books have already kind of touched on that. Um, there's a great issue where Black chrysanthemum or whatever the hell how you say his name, the, the 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 evil Wookiee if you will, uh he is basically goes and and is attacking the Owen Lars family. I, I forgot what, what exactly why, but basically Obi-Wan Kenobi takes on Black chrysanthemum protecting um him from uh, protecting Owen Lars. And um and anyway, uh but there's great scenes in there that um, I believe Jason Aaron, the writer, wrote between Owen Lars and Obi-Wan Kenobi that are just great. Now, granted, yeah. these are probably um, – this takes place – this will take place either uh, – I want maybe it's the same time frame. I don't know. I can't I, – I, you know what? I'm going to go back and read, read those comments. I think ahead, it might Tim.
1: be – I think this might take place a little after because Luke was pretty young in those stories. Like a little younger than 10 because obviously uh, he's going to be about that here So sure 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 okay not by much but just a little bit
0: no i got you so but there are some great moments in there yeah that i, I was just like man this is really
1: cool and yeah the also, one where owen goes to obi-wan's house and just chews him out <laughs>
0: right? oh yeah and like, okay, that's right remember he goes i remember now in the comic book and, and read the comic people it's a great comic uh and this will be a mild spoiler but basically obi-wan kenobi uh fixes uh something for luke um that he but he doesn't but luke doesn't know who fixed it it just magically appears and owen Lars knows exactly who did it and he throws it i don't want to say he throws it at and kenobi at his house the confrontation and says stay away from my son you know basically and i'm like dang it, it's it's again great scene and i think you have to not just have to you will Have great scenes like that with with two great actors like Joel Edgerton, Edgerton, excuse me, I can't talk, I can't talk ever. uh, And Ewan McGregor going at it together, like that's going to be just chewing up the scenery in the best way possible. And for something that I, we never really thought we'd get in a, um, a, not explanation, but a expansion of on film. More on screen and we're going to get that. And I think that's something really, really, really special. And I think the one thing, um, kind of in closing regarding, um, this whole thing about, uh, TV actors and things like that and bringing people in, cause you're right. Joel, uh, Edgerton is definitely doing more, uh, serious works. He's doing lots of art stuff, kind of, you know, more, uh, very smaller films, but kind of him directing. And he's definitely doing his own thing. It definitely, like you said, Kyle made a name for himself and, and doing kind of his own thing. You gotta remember too, but you know when we were kids, and again when you were born, basically, Cal, because you're so much younger than us. Uh, <laughs> no, I, as a joke, uh, mainly. I mean.
2: I you, mean, you're uh, not but,
0: wrong. I mean, I'm not wrong. You guys are getting but up there. I am. I'm almost. Oh almost forty. It's weird. <laughs> um, so, but the thing is, back in the day, there was a stigmatism, um, or a stigma stigmatism.
1: What am I doing? Today? <laughs> uh,
0: it's a stigma for television actors to be on, you know, or movie actors going to television. It almost seemed like a demotion, right? Right? Like you're going from the big leagues to the AAA team. And it was very much deemed that way. Well, in the last 20 years, it wasn't like an overnight thing, but it's definitely shifted to a point where... Oh, absolutely. I mean,
2: I wouldn't even say that it's been in the last 20 years because, well, I guess I'm 30, so, you know, I can... I remember stuff from 20 years ago, but I've definitely seen that shift within my lifetime too. And I think streaming services especially have... Have really kind of pushed that along because you see a lot of big name actors doing um, TV yeah. shows on streaming services now. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah, that, it's, and that's it's, the it's, point. You know, well, that it, is a lot more common that, nowadays.
0: So, and the fact too, I think that you you're talking about something that's going to you know pay well as well. I mean, I mean, it's all about money. I mean, let's be real. And and again, I don't begrudge anyone that. And I think I think so. Everything kind of falls in line for for getting someone like joel back in, and, and i'm sure the fact that ewan's in it doesn't hurt either and, and the hayden and it's it's probably kind of and honestly too if, if the script was terrible joel wouldn't be in it let's be real like joel i mean the money would have to be really good for joel to be like all right this is so bad i'll do it because again he's built his reputation on doing projects that he's really into and that he's you know he's again he's he's got a stake in from you know some kind of account at least, of, at least from the, my perspective of seeing him work in, in different films that he's doing it definitely seems like he's kind of made more he does things that he wants to do from an artistic standpoint more than a you know mo- monetary uh, standpoint so all that being said i think that bodes well for the series the fact that he was like yeah i'll totally do this this is something that'd be worthwhile doing yeah good money but also this is not a bad project you know you got working great actors so to me, it really enhances the project, to be honest. It makes me say, realize that this is a kind of a big deal. This limited series, is a, it's a big deal.
1: Oh, it's going to be a huge deal. <laughs> I mean, this is great. I mean, getting that announcement um, going back a year or two. Was it two years? That's not two years ago. when They first... Well, it's going to be in 2019, yeah. Where you one was on D23 and you came up. But just even a few months of getting that announcement, then a few months ago, getting the whole... Um, slate of Disney plus Star Wars series. It was revealed that Hayden's going to be back. And it just got you so excited for the series. I just remember that episode re-recorded about all those announcements and just how fired up and excited we were getting about the Kenobi series, talking about all the possibilities of what it can have. And now to get this edition as far as the next step of the series getting into production is the casting announcement. It's just adding to that excitement. And I totally agree with what you said, Paul, about seeing joe edgerton and bonnie peace being announced in here it's not a total shock but it just feels good knowing that uncle owen and emperoo are going to be in this series like officially we know that now even though it was looking pretty likely that wasn't going to be the case it's just that like good feeling knowing when it's officially announced and it's set in stone that these characters will be back played by these actors so that's just really great and i don't know does this also it's got a really cool feeling when seeing this image of this Seeing a Star Wars press release and seeing the names Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen again, it was just mm-hmm. it was kind of a trip, to be honest. <laughs> Being taken back to like the, those early 2000 days of pretty much the year 2000 when Hayden was cast and then just getting the updates on Episode 2 and Episode 3, just bringing back all those cool feelings and just knowing that these two actors are going to be playing these characters again. Again, we already knew it, but just seeing it again – and knowing that this is going to be happening very, very soon, it just gets you really pumped up as a Star Wars fan. It was just great. But um, if we can go into a little bit of the s- speculation side of things. <laughs> um, oh, when looking, what else
2: are we here for?
1: Of course. Yeah. When, look, when looking at that image, obviously you have the two big names, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen first. But I'd like to think there is maybe a pattern with where the actors are placed as far as how much they're going to be in the series and how major of a roles are going to be. Yeah, that's a good point. The one that sticks out obviously the most is going to be Moses Ingram because she's right after Hayden, but right before Joel Edgerton. And you would think Obi-Wan, Anakin, Oklahoma and peru they're the main ones that fans are familiar with their characters. They'd be first and foremost. Um, But Moses is right in between them, which makes me think she might have a pretty prominent role, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but she made an Instagram post that said she's playing with lightsabers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. see What? It. I'm guessing that's probably been
2: taken down by now, but I'm gonna go look for it anyways. Yeah, look it up
1: right now. I would imagine so, <laughs> but yeah, she did post the. Well, I think once after this got announced, she made like an Instagram post saying she's playing she, with lightsabers. It's
2: still up there. She said. Yeah, she has uh just the picture of like the whole cast, you know, the the grid of of cast photos and then one that's just a close up of her picture and her caption is just I play with lightsabers with a smirking emoji. Now, seeing this this almost makes me more seem like like her just alluding to the fact that she's in Star Wars not necessarily, like, I wouldn't take this as a hundred percent confirmation that her character has a lightsaber. She could just kind of be having some fun with it. Um, Or again, just maybe she just threw that out there saying, Hey, I play with lightsabers as a way of saying like, Hey, I'm in star Wars and maybe sure. not realizing how much that fans would read into that, or maybe realizing how much fans would read into that <laughs> and just kind of teasing. So I, again, I'm not, I would take that with a, a healthy pinch of salt. Um, But we'll see.
1: Yeah, but you cannot help but think of the, <laughs> the possibilities when you see something like that. Uh-huh. The potential of maybe of who she could be played. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, the first thing I thought of when I saw that post is, oh, maybe we're, this, we're getting a live action Ventress in this series, whether it's flashback or they're bringing the character back. And I mean, we were talking about that on our last episode um, when it was announced that Indira Varma was cast for uh-huh. the series. Um, but again, I'm just going back into the whole placement of the actors in that image of maybe the prominence of what their role is going to be. And then her putting that Instagram post, the lightsabers, I just cannot help but think about that. And again, who knows? I could just be wishful fanboy thinking, but it would be awesome if we did get a live action Ventress in this series. But another possibility, too, is an Inquisitor. Um, obviously, they're still around at this point. Darth Vader's going to be in this series. So it makes sense to see an Inquisitor. So that also could be a possibility if she's playing, too. But um, yeah, regardless, um, it was just awesome to get this casting announcement. And to be honest, too, we're kind of talking about this before we recorded, but a little bit surprised of the number of actors that were announced in this because we keep hearing it's it's a special limited series. There's not going to be that many episodes. And you just keep, at least for me anyway, thinking how it's going to be a real intimate story focusing on Obi-Wan on Tatooine, and of course, you throw in Hayden being in it with Darth Vader and the potential flashbacks. But I just always felt it kind of be a real focus centered story and not too many characters being involved. But um, we're going to have a good portion in this series. And who knows of some other minor roles maybe that we'll see that aren't in this press release. You never know. Um, I'm still hoping for a cameo of Tamora Morrison as Captain Rex or Commander Cody somewhere in the series, mm, <laughs> even yeah. if it's just those first It's scene very or
2: possible. Very possible. I mean, we already know he's you hanging. Know, he's hanging around doing Star Wars stuff. So
0: exactly. Well, the the thing is, you got, you also got to consider. You brought Ventress, obviously the Ahsoka comparison with that actress. Uh, I totally forgot her name already. I'm so bad with names. Moses Ingram. Yeah, Moses. Um, to be honest, let's be real. That that could very well could be it. I still think. I'm starting to kind of think now that this show is literally going to be half flashback, half. The present tense of that
1: story. And I'd be because, all for that. <laughs>
2: and, and,
0: and, and not to where it's going to be like, uh, you know, half an episode, then half this, or it'll be one full episode of this and, and all of that. Maybe a little bit, but if there's only six episodes, I'm starting to kind of think that maybe, because maybe there was always some kind of trouble of developing the story. Maybe you're trying to find a, a, a compelling story to make it a movie or whatever. But maybe you know, once they went to Disney Plus and they said, "What about making it, you know, a longer film or a miniseries?" And they brought up the idea of doing. I mean, I'm just you know, speculating here, but you have to kind of wonder if that the that they the, if it is going to be flashbacks. And I think it's a good, it's a very good chance, in my opinion. that There's going to be that half, half flashback, half present day, or present story day, whatever it is. And I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to, you know, obviously the past will drive the narrative and into the plot of the present. So I just got to wonder that it's going to be interesting because I think from a story, you know, from a story wise um, that th- there's a lot of compelling emotional things you can do with that, that the past can set up so many great things to have in, the, in that present story date, uh, story date, uh, tense or whatever, that I think that like that's why you do that. And, you know, we all know that, yes, that there, there's a past driving all these characters, but think about from the mainstream standpoint that a lot of people still, while not seeing the Clone Wars, or only know a little bit of it. If mm-hmm. you have these people play characters like Ahsoka, Ventress, and maybe other characters we're not even thinking about at right now, of like, oh yeah, we toy, you know this person's going to be live action, oh my god, like things like that. It's very much, a very big possibility. I tend to think that the character from Game of Thrones, the the girl again, don't know her name. I keep her any names, but uh, that that was obviously reported by Deadline, was confirmed with this report. I have a good, you know, I have a good sense that where I would say right now, I would say Moses is probably playing Ahsoka, and she might be playing Ventress, and you can, and you could really play off of the idea of these you know, again, more of like kind of you're nodding to the fans. One again, kind of the whole Mandalorian thing. You're nodding to the fans, kind of giving them what they want, but it's also serving a purpose because you're going to be serving the relationship between Obi Wan and, and Anakin in a fun way, and improving showing how close they were that we get to see, we got to see in the Clone Wars, and, and in turn, we're going to be getting a story for that we maybe we didn't see in the Clone Wars, or maybe they had ever, and then the, the mainstream audience is going to be introduced to these characters maybe for the first time in that sense of the Clone Wars with ventress and ahsoka at that time maybe not not obviously not Rosario dawson uh Rosario dawson um Ahsoka, but this younger Ahsoka. We get to see Hayden actually be the, you know, have the be training the Padawan on live action. So just, man, that know, would be, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I I, lose I my think, mind. I'm really thinking this is where they're going because you brought up a great point, Tim, that I think that there's a reason why they're kind of, you know, put in there. And you think about it, that one lady is playing Ventress and she has, you know, it's half the series and maybe she has a good, decent part, but it's not, she doesn't have to be a main character because, again, think of it this way how many characters can you have really that many people on a, on a small town of Tatooine? Maybe, maybe i am wrong. Maybe, maybe they'll have all those characters will be on Tatooine minus Hayden Christensen. I don't know, but it, it seems like a lot to be on a, you know, no name desert planet to have this, you know, what kind of story are they going to be telling if you're going to have Vader versus Anakin as the main story, Mm -hmm. right? So my point remains I think that's why I think there's going to be a greater narrative that's – or the greater narrative will still be on Tatooine, but the past will be driving that, that, that narrative that's in, the, that's in the present because they need to set up the fact that – there needs to be a setup not just from Revenge of the Sith. They need to give people a reason to get emotionally behind this. Not that they need a reason, but give them more reason to get emotionally behind this to see Anakin that fall with Darth Vader. Him training Ahsoka on screen, them teaming up together to fight Ventress or these clone uh, or these droids with the clones, all those things. That's where I think the future is, I and mean, you can film that on a green screen pretty easily.
2: So, see, so here's here's Arab the Cal. thing. Well, first of all, I feel like if I just I I hear what you're saying, and I definitely think there will probably be some flashback stuff in there, but I also think. That's kind of like, that's just something that all of the fans collectively have kind of just assumed. We're like, man, you've got Ewan and Hayden coming back. How cool would it be to see some live action, like flashbacks to Clone Wars stuff and see him as Anakin and not just as Darth Vader? Um we don't know for sure that that's going to happen. Now I feel pretty confident that that will probably happen at some point, even if maybe just on the scale of like the Mandalorian where you got those kind of scattered flashbacks of like him as a kid and you know, his family getting killed by the battle droids and all that kind of stuff. I think it's probably a stretch to say that the show is going to be 50% flashback. Um, I think I really do think it's mostly going to be focused on telling that present day story of, you know, Obi-Wan and everything he's going through in between episodes three and four. And I definitely, yeah, like you said, there's obviously a lot of history there already. Some of that, you're just going to assume the audience knows, or maybe just explain it through exposition. Some of it, you know, we might see even flashbacks to stuff in Revenge of the Sith, or, you know, again, might introduce new stuff from the Clone Wars time period before that. Um, But I, again, I think it's a stretch to say that it's going to be as much as 50%. And maybe that's just me feeling like that would be too much like wishful thinking on my own part as a huge Clone Wars fan. It's like I would love to see a whole bunch of live action Clone Wars content, but I don't want to get my hopes up that high. Um, But Kyle, think about what's what's so popular
0: right now. Clone Wars has proven to Disney that it's huge. And what better way? you know, make your series explode for not just because the mainstream audience is going to be there for Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like you have that already. What, you can marry everything together by putting that Clone War stuff into it, making it a major part of the series. And then all of a sudden the people who are really into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, where do they go? Oh, I'm going to keep Disney plus for a, a lot longer. and I'm going to keep watching the Clone Wars. I'm going to get into this, you know, whole Clone Wars. Thing.
2: Yeah. But you don't have to devote half of the story to it to do that. Because if you have just – f- if you have a few flashback scenes where we see a live action Ventress and maybe Ahsoka or maybe some other stuff, like how much would like those of us that are diehard Clone Wars fans lose our minds at just seeing two minutes worth of that stuff? And how much could you do in, in two minutes that's just going to be intriguing enough to the mainstream audience to Not make enough. to make them go, mm, I, I would disagree. I think – you can – and maybe more than two minutes, but you don't have to devote the, half the show to that in order to, get, in order you, to get people to stick around on Disney really plus quick, and go back Tim, and watch God. The
0: Clone Wars. Really quick, and I'll let you go, Tim. That's really quick. I have one rebuttal to that. You said two two scenes. you got to remember, my friend, how long are these episodes going to be? Two scenes could be almost half the series right there. I mean to be honest because these could be like 45 minutes at a time. We don't – or even 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We don't oh. know we just know it's an, it's a limited series and if anything's what we've seen from these t- uh, these TV series that we lo- that we love like the Mandalorian or even with the Marvel stuff they're they're all over the place we have no idea how long they're going to be and that's my point is the fact that we don't know and i am not saying it's going to be 50/50 verbatim but even if i'm wrong like if it's 60/40 that's still a good chunk of time and that's why i think it's going to be it's going to be close it's going to be close to half the time because i think you need to give I don't know. Do I I
2: disagree because that feels like you're spending too much time on fan service and not enough time on But
0: you're not though. On allowing
2: because because d- it's own the, story to be. Now, now I hear what you're saying that yes you could maybe craft a story where they go back to a Clone Wars timeline And maybe, maybe Anakin and Obi-Wan are are looking for something that they never find. And now Obi-Wan is like trying to continue, like find this thing that they never found, like in the present day, you know, have some kind of story where it intentionally connects. What is is this about? Callbacks back and forth.
0: What what do we know? To answer this for me, what is this series about? It's about Obi-Wan and Vader, right? Supposedly. I thought it's
1: being built up as right now. yeah. Yeah. Yes. The so rematch of the century is what exactly
0: how do you set up that rematch?
2: You've got to give it emotional stakes. Yeah, but people who've seen Star Wars, we have those emotional stakes.
0: Yeah, but you don't. But you got to remember, there's not there's more than us. You've got to. Right, give people- right, right.
2: But I, and again, first of all, like, I, I think a larger percentage of the general audience maybe then you're giving them credit for knows you know that there's history between obi-wan and darth vader like you don't need to spoon feed it to people and you don't need to i'm not saying spoon feed it Mm, i don't know i just i i think i think assuming 50 percent of the show is going to be flashbacks is i okay yeah
0: i'll I'll, and even and even even
2: i know you said maybe 60 40 i still think that's a bit too much i i would say Again, I would expect maybe some sort of flashbacks along the lines of what The Mandalorian did, where it was sprinkled throughout. Maybe even a little bit more than that, where you maybe get an idea of a storyline in the past that can sort of feed into what's going on in the present. But you can do that without having to spend half the show on it. And I I honestly do think that a lot of these actors that we're seeing here are going to be new characters and that it's not just going to be, you know, everybody recast from the Clone Wars. But I also think... No, I agree with that you know, too. I, I, again, I, I do think we'll definitely get some callbacks and some fan service and some flashbacks and stuff like that too. I just think, you but, know, I'm I'm trying to keep my expectations this, in check.
0: You can't say it's fans, you know, keep you can't do everything for fan service when this whole series exists for fan service.
2: Yeah, but there's still a difference between taking characters like Obi-Wan and Vader that people love and crafting... New stories about that in a time period that we haven't really explored. That's a lot different from saying, Hey, we know everybody loves the Clone Wars, so let's just let's build this as an Obi Wan Kenobi series set in between episodes three and four, but then take half of the time to give people live action Clone Wars fan service.
0: Was Ahsoka in Mandalorian? Was that fan service?
2: That wasn't a flashback to the Clone Wars. But we're talking about fan service strictly, though. Yeah, no, no, no. This is that's completely different, though, because that there's a diff- again there's a difference between taking a character that originated in the Clone Wars and continuing her story and pushing it in a new direction in a different medium. That's different from let's go back, like let's make a live action Clone Wars episode just because people want to see more Clone Wars stuff. Those are two very different things.
0: Hmm. interesting. I don't think it's completely different.
2: But that's just me. Tim,
0: <laughs> I apologize. Go ahead.
1: No, it's okay. I was saying one thing I'd like to see or a cool way to kind of have that, kind of like the best of both worlds, where it's not like flashbacks are not dominating the series or it's taking up half of its time. But I think if you were to devote one episode to that, because I think a cool way to do it, and I probably even mentioned this before, where something I really want to see in this series is Obi-Wan being trained by Qui-Gon and how to become a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. and have an episode just be dedicated to that and through his training and meditation, kind of like how Yoda did in his arc and clone wars where he was actually physically doing it, but kind of realizing the flaws he still had in himself and to kind of conquer those and to kind of Obi-Wan go through that, but doing it through meditation, that takes him back to past events Mm. and maybe it is not just the clone wars, but one of those sequences is during the Clone Wars where maybe we'll see Hayden back as Anakin and Ahsoka on there too. Not necessarily a whole episode just on Clone Wars, but a flashback for lack of a better words episode, but it's mainly through a force vision, but we're just seeing these different points of Obi-Wan's life, kind of like uh, the WandaVision episode, the penultimate one for the season finale where she's kind of taking a trip down memory lane. Re- yeah, living yeah, those yeah. traumatic moments in her life. That was a I don't episode. want to say it where this would be an exact copy of that, But something similar to where there's an episode devoted to kind of have those sequences in the past to maybe get some of those fan service moments, so to speak. There where it's in an episode, but it's not dominating the entire series. And yet that would serve as, I think, a very important narrative to it if we're going to see Obi-Wan take on that training uh, to become a force ghost. And it would just, I think, tie into it that way. So that would be a way I would like to see it done. But again with all the speculation it's fun to do but who knows as far as how much exactly we could be talking about all this and there's going to be no flashbacks or whatsoever but yeah. i i think there will be because i just think it's you'd be wasting a golden opportunity with these actors to kind of mm-hmm. explore mm-hmm. that time period in live action for the first time so i don't know all <laughs> we'll gotta, see what happens
0: We got we got to have a thing where like whoever ends up being right has to do something embarrassing. I don't know. (laughs) We should. It'd be be
2: fun. Kyle was
1: pretty much dead on with how the Mandalorian season two was going to end with Luke. I
2: was. I was. Somebody still owes me something for that one. We mean owe you for that.
0: I mean no one I could never I would I mean I still would never have predicted that. That that's you. I know like I know you're still million. sitting
2: over there waiting for Ahsoka to steal Grogu away from Luke and go start her own Jedi <laughs> temple and Ray joins after she the rise will. of Skywalker but it's you think, you you're going to be waiting for we, a very
0: long time. Well, I I don't think we will wait we'll wait that as long as you think, but we'll
2: see. We'll see. Um but no and uh, again on, Which on, by
0: the way, did you, hold on really quick. Did you see that picture that Chang posted on his Instagram?
2: No, no, I don't I think don't
0: so. It was a it was a picture. It was it was concept art of Ahsoka and Grogu like
2: having their heads together.
1: No, I didn't see that.
2: I was like, oh, very interesting. I don't, is it the same <sighs> one that's from like the end of the episode? Because I feel like I've seen concept art like that before. I just didn't see Doug Chang posted on Instagram. Yeah, but I know that's out there. Yeah, but 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 still I'm the same. This is interesting. It's, it's out because there. somebody shared it. Okay. Okay. Of, of the
0: connection these two might have in the future because she might actually train Grogu. to just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but
2: anyway, continue. No, but look, I, I am fully in agreement that having Ewan and Hayden together again, it would be kind of a wasted opportunity not to have some kind of flashback to something in the era of uh, Revenge of the Sith or Clone Wars and just get to see Obi-Wan and Anakin together on screen again. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're going to devote that much of the story to it. I think it'll be something that's kind of sprinkled in. Or I do, I like your idea, Tim, of having that be maybe one episode where Obi-Wan kind of revisits the past and and it's kind of worked in that way. Um, and speaking of Qui-Gon and training in the force and all that kind of stuff, I did see some people kind of disappointed that uh, Liam Neeson wasn't included in this casting announcement and being like, oh, oh man, yet. that <laughs> means that, uh, yeah. you know, oh he's, man, he's in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. People thinking like, oh man, that means we're not going to see him as Qui-Gon. But honestly, I'm glad glad he's not in here because that's the kind of thing that I want to be a surprise. Like, and you know, that's, it's just going to be a voice. It's probably not going to be heavily featured. Like that might only be just like one or two episodes of the series. Um, Or again, maybe something that's kind of sprinkled throughout, maybe at the beginning of every episode, Obi-Wan talks to him or just kind of hears his voice every now and then or something, but that's going to be like a smaller featured part. And also is, you know, that's one of those things where like, I'm sure they don't mind letting the cat out of the bag that Owen and Baru are going to be in it. But like, as soon as you see Liam Neeson, you know, Qui-Gon's coming back. And so that's probably just something that they want to keep under wraps. Um, Heck, they haven't even started filming it. So maybe they haven't officially even signed Liam Neeson to do it. Cause that would obviously all just be like voice stuff that they do after the fact. So um, definitely don't, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not saying for sure that he's going to be in it, but don't take the fact that he's not in this casting announcement, uh, as a sure sign that he's not in it. Cause I definitely think that's still on the table.
1: Yeah. He's pretty much how I felt the same way about uncle Owen and Aunt Peru being in this. It's almost a given where they have to be in it. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree where Liam Neeson wouldn't probably be in the initial press release because that would be a pretty cool, surprise but maybe not to us diehard fans who would think it's just something that has to happen but would be a nice surprise for uh those not so steep in star wars lore to hear his voice again um talking with ewan mcgregor and even as diehard star wars fan that's just going to be awesome in itself because obviously we've heard liam newson replays his role as qui-gon in clone wars but to actually have him in a, in a conversation with ewan mcgregor again it's just going to add to that whole prequel nostalgia that we're already getting with this series with all these actors returning. So it would just be another cool layer to that just for us diehard fans who, um, we're just big fans of these characters and these actors who played them. So yeah, I, that's something I'm expecting to happen too, but would still be where I'd get a huge smile on my face when I hear it, his voice for the first time in the series as it kind of, it would be a surprise, but yet still expecting it to happen, so to speak.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, before we move on from this, any I mean, again, some of these actors I'm familiar with, some I'm not, but, you know, I don't really have any more to go off of as far as uh, speculation or anything. I mean, if we're going to be seeing Hayden Christensen as Vader, I'm sure some of these people might be Imperials, you know, some of them will probably be people that Obi-Wan interacts with on Tatooine. Um, but, yeah, not really much to go off of, but before we move on, was there anybody else in particular that, that stuck out to you guys or any other characters you had thoughts or speculations on or anything like that
1: not really for not, me I'm not really yeah kind of in the same boat we're not too familiar with most of the actors especially the kind of the ones on the bottom row but i agree they're probably either playing imperials or moisture farmers or residents of moss icely or moss espa or, yeah. somewhere in or
2: tuscan area. raiders
1: but tuscan raiders maybe ones that we takes off their coverings advantages that we still see their face maybe yeah
2: Um, I don't know, we'll see. But um good to know that this show is finally getting underway because it has been, you know, delayed a couple of times and they've gone through a lot of rewrites and stuff. But uh obviously we know Deborah Chow, who did a couple great episodes from Mandalorian season one, is directing this whole thing. Um, and seems like they've got a pretty solid cast in place, so I can't wait for this thing to get underway with filming. And it's funny because like on the one hand you know, there's probably at some point going to be maybe some leaked uh, set photos or something like that, unless they're shooting this all on the volume, which is also very possible. Um, and, you know, they're super tight with stuff, but like stuff gets out. And so it it would be really exciting just to see a couple of like set photos or something. But at the same time, I also don't want to like ruin any surprises or anything like that. So yeah. Um but I don't know. I'm The more we hear about the show, the more excited I get and the more it climbs up my list of upcoming Star Wars stuff that I'm excited about. So um, I know it's just about to go into production now, but, you know, I'm sure the day when we're talking about the first trailer for the show or the first episode is going to be here before you know it. So it's going to be a fun ride.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I would like to assume it's going to be debuting in 2022, and that just makes me think how amazing 2022 is going to be for live action Star Wars. With obviously, I think the first one out of the uh, bat that year is going to be the Cassian series or Andor, as it's officially titled, Mandalorian season three, and then maybe you cap off that year with the Kenobi series and man, <laughs> I couldn't even think of a better way to end a year. Of what looks to be some pretty awesome star Wars live action content in mm-hmm. 2022. So here's Actually, hoping that's the case.
2: It'll be interesting. Cause we know book of Boba Fett is coming out in December. And then John Favreau said that like Mandalorian season three was going into production as soon as book of Boba Fett finished production. So that kind of made me think that like Mando season three would be the next one up after book of Boba Fett. But we do know, um, like you said, they're also already in well, production. Well, in production too. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. After, yeah. after Book of Boba, so, it, it could be Mando season three, or it could be Cassian. We know that Cassian's longer because I, I believe they said that's like twelve episodes, right? And that might be that's that's right. That could so that could be more intensive with, with post production and visual effects and stuff. So it might take them longer to finish it. Who knows? Um, I'm positive Cassian will go after Book of Boba. Fett. Could be. That's kind of where I'm leaning to. Yeah. Right? Again, I, I had just assumed that Mando season three was going to be up next based on what Jon Favreau said, but um I don't know. I hadn't really thought about Casting coming in before that, which I just, could very well be the case too. So
1: yeah, because I just took what Favreau said as far as production-wise, like immediately after Book of Boba, straight into Mandalorian season three. But yeah, it'll be up to everyone at Disney Plus and Lucasfilm as far as what comes out first. But. Yeah. But
2: either way. We're going to be, I mean, I'm sure Book of Boba Fett's going to be bleeding into season or bleeding into next year. Like, so that show will finish yeah. off in, in 2022. And then we'll have Cassian and Mando season three in some order. Um, probably a second season of Bad Batch. I mean, I don't know how long those seasons are going to be, but I'm assuming we'll get a second season probably sometime next year. And then also uh, Obi Wan Kenobi sometime next year as well. So, um, that right there and who knows what else we might get towards the end of the year that we just you know haven't gotten announced yet or, or you know aren't thinking about right now but because we've also got you know again ahsoka and ranges of the new republic and we don't really know where they're at on that stuff um but yeah we're we're about to start hitting that stretch already like once the end of this wait. year rolls around you know remember when we talked about all those projects getting announced And it was like, man, it's crazy to just look at all this right now and think about all this stuff coming in the future. But then to, uh, you know, once the day comes when we're actually getting all this stuff back to back, man, that's just going to be such a fun time as a Star Wars fan. And like I said, it's going to be here before you know it. And especially yeah, I mean, with, with stuff like Mandalorian and the Bad Batch, like getting multiple seasons. And so once you're like adding new series coming out, but also like second and third seasons of shows you've already seen. And it's just the Star Wars stuff is just going to be hitting hard and fast. So.
1: Yeah, I mean I can't wait to get to the point where we're at with the MCU series right now, where once one ends, you only have to wait a couple of weeks for the next one to begin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. And then to get that with Star Wars is going to be an amazing feeling. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a blast, man. Um boy, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Feels like it's been a while since I've said that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, what well, was the last time we said that? Yeah, that used to be our catchphrase back in the day. Um well, and let's be real, this
0: is the the, the last calm before the storm. And, yeah. and that yeah. in, in the best way possible, because like you guys said, we're just gonna be inundated with material. Because not only that, think about what's gonna be announced later on, that's not be, that's being worked on right now you know that we don't know it's coming.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the thing. There's so much more that's coming that we don't even know about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean,
2: again, once they once we hit that stride where the stuff starts coming out, like obviously yeah, there's going to be more stuff, more new stuff in development, but then also building on well, right. new seasons of the stuff that we already love. And so yeah, it's Exactly. <laughs> once it starts coming, it's not stopping anytime soon. And and, and, and to be honest, and again, we're talk we've talked a lot about this how the
0: you know, before you know, there's any, you know, Mandalorian was just announced, and, you know, people were like, oh, okay, it wasn't, you know, no brainer, of course, but I've said a long time TV is maybe the future of Star Wars, and it definitely feels that way. And I think that it's, it's only to get some more cemented, especially with the fact that even like the with Marvel, the Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, how successful they've been. I mean, TV, you know, as much as I love the theatrical, you know, model and, and medium, I got to say the future at least from at least from the Star Wars standpoint looks very they're sitting well right now which is crazy. Maybe even not as good as Marvel and it's always going to be comparable you could say, but I would say obviously right now Star Wars has a little bit of a leg up only because they they went out the gate with Mandalorian and they have a lot of goodwill right now with the Clone Wars and with Mandalorian and if The Bad Batch, you know, you know hits like we all expected it to, it's going to be it's going to be, you know, Star Wars is going to be sitting pretty right now. It's just kind of we're biting time for Book of Boba Fett. And once that hits, I think it's like you guys said, it's going to be just a crazy time to be a Star Wars fan. Maybe we'll have we'll stop fighting by then.
2: No, <laughs> no they're, just going to give us, they're just going to give us more stuff to fight about. Well, at least for me and you, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. I uh, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll always find something to disagree on and give each other crap over.
0: Uh, th- th- that's true. That's true
2: um now they might give us enough stuff that we finally put the whole last jedi rise of skywalker beef behind us but then it'll just be on to something else that'll never yeah you know that'll never go
0: no it'll never happen (laughs) we'll see as luke Luke skywalker said you ask the impossible
2: (laughs) (laughs) um well speaking of Other exciting upcoming Disney Plus shows, you know, we're talking about all the ones coming out next year and stuff, but the one that's next up is the Bad Batch that we also unexpectedly just got a a brand new trailer and poster for this morning, Um, which, again, I was not expecting, like, these two big Star Wars news items to drop on back-to-back days. I was, you know, thinking about looking forward to this podcast, and I was like, all right, cool, we got the Obi-Wan stuff to talk about, and then it was like, oh, shoot, now we got a Bad Batch trailer, too. Man, we're not even going to get to that second volume of Clone Wars. Um, but obviously, you know, super excited whenever we get a new Star Wars trailer, the poster they released along with this was also really cool. Oh, um, I love that poster. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dang cool. I'm but, waiting for a
1: Texas version of it to make it my iPhone wallpaper. <laughs> but I haven't found oh, there you yet. go.
2: Um, yeah, I, whenever they release those posters, I always wish they'd make them like taller or just have like more space around the edges. So it makes for better phone wallpapers, but yeah, like design them ahead of time for iPhone wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, release like a press kit of like phone graphics and all that kind of stuff. But um regardless, the poster's awesome. The trailer's awesome. Um I don't know if you guys, like I wasn't planning on necessarily going through this shot by shot or anything like that. You know, it's not a a movie trailer that we're losing our minds over. And honestly, for like for me, I don't know how you guys are feeling about The Bad Batch at this point, but like I'm definitely excited for it. Super looking forward to it. Um... I'm not as hyped for it as I was for like, you know, as I get for the Mandalorian or as I got for clone wars only. And I thought you were no, no, no. And hang on. When I say that, I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm not excited about it or it's, it's not that, you know, it's just not quite on that same level. I was, I was all in for clone wars. Like, you know, clone Wars season seven was all I wanted from star Wars for a long time. And to finally get the siege of Mandalore, that was just like, That was next level. Like it's, I can't remember the last time I've been that excited for, you know, just the announcement of new episodes of a TV series. Um, And so even like watching this trailer, I mean, I love the animation. It looks gorgeous. I'm super excited to be back with these characters and in this time period and and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I don't know, like it's not going to get me as hyped as Ahsoka versus Maul. Or even, you know, going into the Mandalorian season two and like all just the possibilities that we were speculating about, about, you know, are we going to see Boba Fett or Bogotan or Ahsoka? And then like we ended up getting all of those. Um, so I'm not like when I watch this trailer, I'm not like buzzing with excitement as as much as I am for that other stuff. But I know like my butt's going to be on the couch watching that day one. And also just I feel like I'm going to be even more excited once I watch it just being back in that time period and seeing where they go with this story. Cause I already kind of get the feeling that like, and of course this is the case with anything like a teaser or trailer is just there to kind of wet your appetite, but I feel like there's going to be more to it that we're not seeing in the trailers. Um, Especially the fact that um, along with this trailer, there was a press announcement just talking about the debut of the show and everything. And uh, they actually revealed that the bad batch is going to premiere with a 70 minute premiere on Disney plus, on May the 4th on Star Wars. <laughs> um, yes. Now, my thoughts on that and this is just purely speculation, but I'm thinking that's basically like a TV movie right there that they're starting this thing off with that I think is going to Absolutely. that yeah, that I think is <clears throat> going to basically show the events of Revenge of, like the events of Revenge the Sith, Order 66, the fall of the Republic, all that stuff from the bad batch's perspective. Um, now, f- like from what we see in the trailer, like we, it kind of, the trailer gives you the vibe that like, they're going to start off on Tatooine or sorry, not to, I don't know I said Tatooine, Kamino, <laughs> um, still got Obi-Wan on the brain. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know? I was thinking Tarkin. And so I said a planet that I said a planet that was another name that started with T because I was thinking of Tarkin, like, Oh, he, there's a lot of scenes in here where Tarkin's on Kamino kind of monitoring them as they go through like the Citadel training course and all that. Um, Which is really cool. I mean it's cool to see that again and you know he talks about like this one squad of clones that are more powerful than an army and you know just kind of hyping up like how effective these guys work as a group especially now that Echo's part of the group. Um, And you see some shots of them training and stuff and then you see some other stuff going on throughout the galaxy and people talking about the war being over and then you have um, Tarkin telling his like shock troopers to like hunt down Clone Force 99 and so we kind of get the sense that like these guys are gonna go rogue and become enemies of the empire but we don't really know how and i think the whole first 70 minute episode is gonna be the build-up to that it's gonna be like again showing order 66 showing the fall of the republic probably not even starting out on camino i think we might at least i'm hoping that we see them out on the battlefield and see like where are they at when when order 66 goes down and all this kind of stuff and then that scene with them training on camino is tarkin kind of taking stock of like, okay, now that we're an empire, like what are our assets? What have we got to work with? And he's yeah. personally inspecting this clone force 99. Um, and then something goes wrong or, you know, maybe the bad batch discovered that the empire is up to no good or, you know, there's going to be some kind of inciting incident, obviously, that's going to set them off on the run and, and turn them against the empire. Um, and it looks like they meet some kid on Camino and, um, who we don't know the name of but if well actually from the they don't say the name of the kid in the trailers but the subtitles uh say that the kid's name is like omega and so people are yeah, maybe c- speculating that this might be some special clone or something <clears throat> um and that also makes me wonder like like obviously this is maybe probably their attempt to make it more kid friendly or like give younger kids a character to latch on to um which kind of makes sense hopefully they're not you know annoying or i mean they've got like a bow and arrow that kind of reminds me i can't me wait of, to talk of, about omega it it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of ezra with the the energy slingshot from season one of rebels that i just like was not a big fan <laughs> of, but obviously we saw ezra grow and develop a lot over the course of that show so um we'll get there hold on i, I, I can't wait to
0: touch on that to continue
2: please, yeah yeah, yeah. No, and i know i'm kind of just spewing my thoughts here but um, yeah geez you're, you're ruining my you're ruining my intro god <laughs> Um, but we've got, you know, Captain Rex is in here. Fennec Shand is in here. Saw Gerrera is in here. Um, looks like we're going to be going to a lot of cool different planets and locations. And obviously, you know, once the Bad Batch are kind of off doing their thing, I'm sure it's going to be just a weekly series of adventures of them being on the run from the empire and going to different planets and trying to help resolve different situations and whatever. So, um, Again, I, I think the other thing too, like I obviously loved the scope of the Clone Wars. And so you're used to seeing like a Clone Wars trailer where it's, you know, you're seeing all these different characters and planets and battles and stuff and, and getting excited for all these different storylines and arcs from the upcoming season. Whereas this is just focused on one particular group. Like this feels more like a trailer that you would see uh, to promote one arc of Clone Wars rather than a whole season. So, you know, it is, it's a, a little bit different feel than we're used to in terms of like the characters and the storylines that you would normally be getting excited for going into a season of Clone Wars Um, still looks just as fantastic. I mean, the, you know, they haven't skipped a beat from where they left off with uh, with the end of Clone Wars in terms of just visuals. So I can't wait to watch this show. Um, That's just kind of my overall thoughts on it. I'll let you guys talk and then we can get into more specifics and any particular like moments or characters that we really want to go deep on.
1: Yeah, this trailer just continued off where the first one left off. It just blowing me away. and just cannot wait for this series and just how great and beautiful it looks. Like like we said before, it's a continuation of the high quality of the Clone Wars that we've become so accustomed to. And I just can't wait to get more of that in this series. And again, one just focused on a batch of clones. It just obviously right up my alley <laughs> and going to really dive into, I think, uh, what they're going through there in this time period, and I just love the fact that Camino, at least in this, I assume first act of this seventy-minute uh, movie, let's call it, is going to play a big role. And that's actually what stood out to me first and foremost in this trailer. Because um, I got to be honest, when I first saw it early in the morning before I went to work, um, I kind of thought, "Oh, we're this is going to be kind of like a cool flashback to the Bad Batch um, training in this on Camino." Um, in the same area where we saw Domino Squad train and just kind of see what their personality was like during training and all that stuff. But then when I watched the second time, like a dummy, (laughs) I realized, wait, there's five of them there. Echo (laughs) is with them in this sequence. So this is happening in the current timeline where this series is taking place right after the events of Order 66 and Revenge of the Sith. And as you mentioned earlier, Kyle, I just think it's going to be real interesting and fascinating to see Tarkin kind of examining and looking at what's going to be useful for the empire moving forward in camino and with the clones and seeing if the bad batch will fit into that and we'll obviously see that they don't and just what triggers the events that make them leave and on camino and just kind of be on the run and have to break away from uh what they're used to when fighting for the republic and with uh, even though they were on their own for most of their missions. they I would like to think they still obviously felt that the other clone troopers were their brothers and Kamino was their home. So um, I'm just really anxious to see what triggers or what they see and about the Empire that makes them realize it's, they don't want to be a part of it. But I'm um, just really looking forward to this opening sequence here. Well, I'm saying it's an opening. It probably is, but we don't know for sure. But something that happens pretty early on in this series on Kamino here, I think it's just going to be Real fascinating to see, and again, me just being the diehard clone trooper fan that I am, I just can't, I'm just gonna, I know I'm gonna eat it all up and have it look as amazing as it does. So that was something that stood out to me right away in the trailer, but once um, I watched it the second time, realizing that this isn't a flashback, that just adds more to what I think the story is gonna tell with these characters.
0: You see, Kyle, the problem is when you focus too much on pleasing the fans of the Clone Wars, like you are with this series and going back to Revenge of the Sith, you can't do that, right?
1: <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the battle I, I, between Obi Wan and the Bad Batch series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as if one
2: isn't a direct continuation of the Clone Wars in animation, just, whereas another listen, one is a completely separate live action I'm
0: series. Proving, I'm just proving my point, homie. Just proving no, my point. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, I only say that in jest because I'm right. But anyway, um, but uh, no. In all seriousness, there's. a I, I don't seriously i don't think we're going to get any real hardcore focus on revenge of the sith because i think that you might see you're going to see um i think the jedi purge in a way where it's going to be for themselves they're going to witness it for like on their end and that's it like not like from a greater standpoint but just what they see what they hear i think it's going to be the first like 10-15 minutes and that's it like it's not going to be the majority of the show at all that's I think everything we see in this episode or this trailer is 100% that first 70-minute episode because you have to set up everything. And uh, personally, I, I, I would
1: think, say the majority of it, but I don't know if we're going to meet, like, Fennec Chan and Saul Guerrero and them going all these different planets. Yeah. Shan, I, Fennec, think, Fennec, I think, I think a lot say, of I'm that gonna is going right to be now, spread Fennec out throughout Han. the course of the season.
0: Sure, there might be some scenes here or there, but I'd say a good chunk of that is going to be in the season or in that, that opening episode movie. I would
1: agree with that, but I just... And,
0: really quick fennec shan put i'm saying it right now she's in that first episode no doubt about it no doubt about it gonna say it right
2: now just gonna say it right here hmm. i i doubt it but we'll see
0: oh let's see there we go it's paul versus kyle again what's what's, 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 up no but uh but here's the thing though i i think that there's obviously it looks beautiful i think if you're a, a fan like we all are uh, we're huge Clone Wars fans and we love that animation style it looks exactly like where we left off with the last season and I think that we should all re- be rest assured that this is going to be a quality looking TV show not that Rebels wasn't but it obviously was a scaled down, very very scaled down version of Clone Wars which I still love that series of death there's one thing you brought up about Ezra and this Omega character which I didn't even know that he, that he had a name um, to be honest, he kind of reminds me he, I thought it was a girl for a second because I thought it was it looked like the girl from a uh, oh never Ending story with like uh, a little thing in her head.
1: the empress <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, they, they, they they
2: haven't know. confirmed one way or the other. like yeah, and
1: they, actually, now that you mentioned, I think I've seen some report like in some of like the other foreign language versions of the trailer in this like subtitles, like there's a lot of dialogue where they refer to her as a she. so i I thought it, it I thought very it was well cool. could be possible.
0: Um, but either way, she reminded me of the Empress, minus like she had like more hair, on, like or kind of wavier hair yeah. on her head. But, <laughs> but with the little like thing on her head, I'm like, oh, God, it looks like the frick- the chick from the Neverending Story. Um, so but anyway, uh, what I thought was interesting it was obviously that's your segue to kids, right? And I and I don't begrudge anything towards you know aimed towards kids as long as it's not like we're gonna dumb it down a lot in my opinion again my opinion resistance resistance was definitely i want to say dumbed down but definitely given to that that denominator of kids and aimed only at that demographic specifically which is not a bad thing but just something that's harder for me to get into when your protagonist is like basically just bumbling around and, and on roller skates for like you know 22 minutes and he's defeating the first order
2: uh, uh now now know. that you and i can completely agree on and again, I don't begrudge them making resistance specifically Absolutely for kids. Not. It's just not my cup of tea.
0: But you know, I think one thing that I, I just I always come back to is just that Star Wars is an all ages thing, and it's and again, I'm not trying. I'm not saying we should make it dark and make everything. Else, you know, I'm not saying anything like that. All I'm trying to basically explain is you got to give it to – Star is for everyone, right? Whether you're young, old, or whatever because it's about the kid in all of us. And even though George has always said it's for 12-year-olds and it's for kids, he's right. But I think that's what what he didn't realize when he was doing this was that he brought out the kid in all of us. And when I say all that is to basically say that when you make this, you have to make it for – of a broader audience now that's why i say it's not just all ages it's a family it's where you can sit down everyone get something out of it you're not going to do that with resistance you're just not and whereas like you put the the bad batch on and you put this omega character on there which we'll get to that name there in a second um i think it's really interesting because you kind of you're given that the whole anakin thing from like episode one you're giving the, that, that child audience a, a gateway to kind of get into and invest themselves instead of just being like, "Oh, my mom and dad really like this, so I have to like it. Instead of they can now project themselves onto something on, in Star Wars and on the show. That's what's really important, whether it be – we get representation, right? We, we talk about how important that is, and that's absolutely important. Well, kids need to be represented too. And this is a great way to do that on, you know, a series like this. And again, as we see, it's going to be a pretty like serious series, not like blood and guts and, you know, dark side red lightsabers everywhere. But it's going to be, you know, heavier tones and resistance. And I think that's great because kids, younger kids who watch this, this is a good stuff to kind of. This is that whole fairy tale morality stuff. This mythology, you know, where this mythology in the past was supposed to kind of teach them these lessons. Star Wars is the new, the new modern mythology. And that's where I think something like the Bad Batch can really do a great job in and showing, like again, why these you know, these tyrants and the tyranny, uh, the tyranny of uh, the empire is bad. You know, from a little kid standpoint on an animated show, you get to see that, and I think it's going to be great. This is great, great stuff for the whole family to enjoy. So I'm really excited about that. And this Omega character that you, you brought up is a great example. I think Ezra was kind of very much to be that same kind of thing from Rebels. The problem was, was this. It was on Disney XD. Now that's a cable channel, and that, and at the time that was being made, they were very, very nervous about making a ve- ultra violent or ultra violent, a more violent-ish show on Disney Plus. Now they ended up. It, I think it got more lax as the series went on, and I think as, because as, as basically as Rebels went on, streaming got more and more popular, and that whole idea of like, well, I can't put the show on this time because fan was gonna yell at us. They kind of, I think those things kind of lessened over time, and I think that they kind of realized they can be a little bit more liberal um, as far as with a little more action, and, and and Ezra was able to be a little more deadlier, if you will. He wasn't just, you know, having a little slingshot electric thing and electrocuting people or whatever. So, because that's obviously, you know, was Ezra's blaster, obviously, and and you they had, a, you know, because he was younger, they didn't want to have a kid, heaven forbid, using a weapon and defending himself, right? I mean, whatever, because um, we. We don't want these people, kids, be like, you know, using their slingshots. But not, I'm Ezra Bridger. I'm gonna kill you with my slingshot. I mean, whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know these people. I don't think same... that thing
1: could kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I agree,
0: but I, I bring all that up because this Omega character in the trailer is using. The difference is this character looks probably the same age, if not younger than Ezra. It's using an yeah. electronic bow and arrow for God's sakes. And I am. I, I first thing I, I I'm. I put that image in my brain and went, wow, my, 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 things have changed. And, and I think I said that in the best way possible because I think that you can't, you just can't, you, kids know better. They'll they look at Ezra and go, Ezra's not as cool as like, you know, I'm not saying the kids didn't like Ezra, but you know, some, a lot of kids will pick up on that stuff. They're not dumb. Kids are not dumb. People, you know, adults, a lot of adults out there will try to tell you kids aren't, kids are dumb. Kids are not dumb at all. In fact, they're really, really smart. In fact, they're too smart for their own good. And that's the problem. And yes, they don't have as much knowledge as us because we're older and quote unquote wiser. But the thing is, kids pick up on this stuff. And I think that they, they know what's cool and what's kind of doesn't seems weird, you know. And I think that they pick up on that. And I think with this Omega character, you immediately kind of know that I'm assuming it's a she, to be honest. She has, you know, agency, she has her own thing going on. And they established that, I think, kind of right off the bat. The fact that they invite her to go on the the thing with them. Not that, like, you're coming with us because you're a kid. It's like, no, like, this character is, like, their own personality and their own free will. It's a big deal. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I also think it's very interesting that her name is Omega. Um, The fact that that is true, that her name is Omega – then that very much very well could be the last maybe clone of the strand of Jango Fett is something to think huh. about. And yeah, I possibly. think now I think when I think of Omega, I think of the whole, uh, I don't want to get religious here, but the whole Christian um, uh, terminology where you had, I am the alpha and the Omega. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal.
1: And well, maybe this um, is a way they can bring alpha into Canon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Um, uh,
0: that's the, that's a uh, Jango's brother, right? Or Bubba's brother. Is that who it is?
2: No, that was originally, um, that was like either Anakin or Obi-Wan's, uh, you know, right hand. It was, like, a, it was basically
1: Captain Rex. Yeah. In the, dark in, in, in the
2: dark horse comics.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So, I mean like, so I think, I think there's a significance to that name and i think there's uh people have, i know, i guess i've already looked i haven't watched any of the youtube stuff yet but i've seen youtubers say like oh, this is of the first sensitive clone i'm like oh okay uh, that's weird <laughs> um but but you know what i mean that's obviously no, you place. know what people i've heard about on that.
1: know what i've heard yeah. about already it's this is palpatine's grand or palpatine's son we're yep. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah dude. no i've
0: i've seen that Hell too Hell yeah Hell yeah, Ray Skywalker! Woo! That's right. That's right. Forget Ray Rando. Pfft. Anyway, um, sorry, I had to say it. Um, no, I, I. But I, I really do think that this, uh, this, this could have some significance, and I think it's interesting. I think I like the idea that <laughs> it, it just it, dawned
2: it, on me that you weren't being sarcastic when cheering for Ray Palpatine.
0: Ray, Ray <laughs> Skywalker. You forgot.
2: Well, no, not I, when, I know we're, not when I, we're talking I, about cloning and our origins and whatever. Anyway,
0: I, I know. Uh, I was actually being sarcastic a little bit,
2: but uh, but anyway,
0: I, I digress. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of there, there's a lot of cool stuff there. I think with that character already, the fact that who is this person that looks nothing like the clones, at least from the that I can see, and that because because not only that, but it you know she or they, whoever, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Uh, they've got blonde hair that looks exactly the opposite of the clones. And if her name is Omega, then then obviously there's again, I think there's some there's a, there's a significance to that person. So I'm intrigued besides the fact that everything looks amazing Star Wars fun, that Omega character has got me really intrigued what that with that background is. and I as from a story perspective, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing where that kind of leads and what that means. And it may not be anything, but I, with the fact that that they are already, you know, they're, they're, they join the bad batch, they establish that that this is going to be the through line for the kids, and that they're going to be a formidable opponent to people. The fact that they use a freaking bow and arrow thing, electronic bow and arrow, like a lot of the Night Sisters or whatever, it's pretty freaking rad. So, I, th- in fact. I would say this trailer did more for me, which I love the last trailer. It did way more for me to get me even more excited. I I, I was not as excited about the series at announcement. I got pretty stoked on it when I saw the trailer. This one made me, made me go, okay, I'm in. Well, I'm not only just in, I'm like, I'm getting really excited for it. So yeah. I can't wait to watch this. Obviously.
2: No, I definitely would agree that this is like more exciting than the last trailer. I mean, the last one was I think it was even branded as a sizzle reel. You know, just kind of showing like clips of footage and the crew in action and stuff. And this one shows a lot more of the story and has a lot more dialogue and stuff in it. So I really like seeing that. Um, I'm just kind of skimming through it again here. And I mean, like I said, I love the fact that we get to see Saw Gerrera again. And so as they're kind of traveling the galaxy, you know, you kind of just get an idea of some of like the – the um storylines and like themes and ideas that they'll be exploring. And obviously we'll be seeing like, not just the rise of the empire from the clones perspective, but I'm sure that like on Onderon with Saw, we're already going to be seeing the seeds of rebellion. Um, And, you know, people that are going to be against the empire from day one. And, you know, obviously not anything close to seeing the rebel Alliance come together or anything like that, but um seeing the beginnings of like Saw and his rebel cell is going to be cool. And I love that they're like, I just, like, I'm starting to really love Saw Gerrera as just this piece of connective tissue that keeps popping up and, like, connecting all these different (laughs) Star Wars stories. And I also love that he himself gets sort of more and more, um, I don't know, continuous, if you want to say, like, just, like, his visual style. Because, obviously, like, Saw Gerrera in Clone Wars doesn't really look anything like Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. But then... When they brought him in in Rebels, like he looked like Saw from Rogue One, but younger, but like a little bit closer to the Clone Wars version. And then here, the one that we see that's obviously right after the Clone Wars looks like Clone Wars Saw, but older and already kind of beaten and scarred up, but also like a little bit closer to Forrest Whitaker Saw. And so, you know, I, I like seeing them just kind of bridge the gap on that. So, um, really looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, of course, seeing Rex again give me more of captain rex and anything who doesn't yeah. love captain rex
1: um i mean just again with where things left with him at the final season of clone wars and just knowing that we're going to be picking up to see what he's doing where his mind's at after the events that we saw in that final episode i just can't wait <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah and it looks like he's leading them to like the wreckage of a crashed uh venator so um yeah i don't know it's just gonna be cool to see. Like, I love seeing this kind of stuff of like just the continuation of um I was I was gonna say the continuation of the Clone Wars, but like just again that connective tissue and like those seeing the remnants and the past of the war. Like I love seeing this kind of stuff in Jedi Fallen Order too. Um, where like it's set during the Imperial era, but you have so many callbacks to the Clone Wars era and and so much like so many of the environments in that game are just littered with like old Republic ships or clone trooper armor left over from battles of the clone wars. So I really love exploring that kind of stuff. Um, and so obviously we're going to get to see, uh, you know, characters from it like Rex and stuff, but even just seeing the aftermath of the war, you know, and the effects mm-hmm. on these planets and stuff is going to be really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, Maze the force, obviously just for Star Wars Day in itself, is always exciting but it really can't come soon enough now to see the premiere of this series especially now knowing it's going to be a 70 minute premiere it's just a high uh-huh, on the cake yeah <laughs> and plus no we're going to get another episode just a few days later after this 70 minute premiere yeah
2: i'm kind of going through i'm i'm skimming through the trailer one more time seeing if there's kind of anything we missed that um i wanted to talk about but was there any anything else that stuck out to you guys
1: um oh we got v
2: wings on camino that's cool we haven't seen those in animation before
1: that's right yeah i don't know just uh just everything about it <laughs> it just, just looks so good i love the locations. that it looks like we're going to some uh familiar and some look to be new um looking at they are going to be seeing and fight some battle droids on a planet which mm-hmm. again i think maybe leads me to believe that actually might be the opening sequence to where it's like the last battle one of the last battles of the clone wars before Order sixty six gets um, ordered, and I don't know if we're if we're gonna see them see the clones get infected by that, and they don't. So, and then plus they go back to Kamino, where it seems like they don't necessarily realize that if anything's happened. Again, everything's out of context here. But when they go to Kamino, it just seems like they're returning from a mission and they're just back home for a little for a little R and R, so to uh-huh. speak. Well, they don't and- realize. Things happen until that video of Palpatine declaring the Empire and Tarkin visits there where they start realizing things go wrong. So it's going to be interesting to see where – how it starts off. Is it going to start off with this battle sequence and they see Order 66 so or they don't see it? So I don't know. Maybe we'll see them leave before we see the clones turn on the Jedi that they're with on this planet. So it's going to well, be interesting.
2: And again I've speculated on this before is that maybe they just won't be with a Jedi when order 66 goes down and we'll I don't see. think they will. Cuz no, that's yeah. cuz that's another thing that hasn't really been explored is like what happened to I mean when when clones are just out fighting a battle and they don't have a Jedi with them and order 66 gets issued like how does that affect those clone troopers? Because they don't turn and kill the Jedi, but do they know that the Republic is now an empire? Like, does something go off in their brains? Are they suddenly like, oh, we have to get back and you know, are they are they off hunting for Jedi now? Or, you know, so that could be another interesting angle to explore too, and just something that hasn't really been um, presented to us in a Star Wars story before. But another thing is, I, you're right, Tim, I mean, there's that, that battle scene where they're fighting battle droids, and I do think that'll probably be, where the series kicks off before they head back to Kamino, maybe we'll see the droid army shut down. Um,
1: yeah. That's
2: you know, when, when Anakin oh, gives, point. The, yeah. gives that order. Yeah, it from, has to be before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When Anakin gives that order from Mustafar. And so again, seeing how the clones react to that and seeing like, wait, did
1: we just win the war is over? And so. Um, and yeah, I'm glad you brought that up Kyle. Cause that'd be really cool to see where clone troopers. Maybe like I said, maybe there's no Jedi here for whatever reason. And it's just the clone troopers and the bad batch comes maybe to finish this mission. And they see the order given for the droids to be shut down and they realize the war's over and they won. And maybe just to see the elation and excitement on these troopers that the war is over and they had victory, but then to kind of maybe see it all come crashing down once they head back to Camino. So that would be, again, just another really interesting dynamic and to explore here that we haven't seen before with, the clone troopers and order 66 and just the war in general too, to get another view at how it ended for some of the troopers is going to be really cool. Yeah.
0: I think, I think one of the things that is really interesting about about the bad batch. I think they kind of establish here is the fact that they are going to be kind of a free operation. They're not exactly going to be rebels as far as I'm concerned. And they aren't going to be obviously for the empire. They're just going to kind of be doing their own thing. Almost like a, they already are a mercenary group but like literally a mercenary group doing probably good things but not necessarily just like teaming up with the rebellion but maybe helping out certain people kind of like a little bit more of i think uh what rebels was but but more of like a freestanding operation not really tied but that way you can kind of use them to kind of venture off into different things and have them be with rebels for like a couple minutes or have them do a, a weird thing on like on the on, in the unknown regions and maybe you can explore some weird dark side stuff on, on a very peripheral basis. You can kind of do anything with that because you can kind of because they're just they're the they're this uh, freestanding thing. You don't have like rebels where they have to be fighting the empire and they have to be doing this and you have to have that you can have you know them versus the underground, you know, again them versus like huts or or whatever. You can well, maybe have, they
1: work for some of the underground for a mission. You know, Exactly. yeah you
0: know, I think I think that's the beauty of I think having the bad batch is that you get kind of a way to have action all the time but you're also not just pigeonholed and I, I don't I don't say that in, the, in a negative way necessarily but you're not pigeonholed to have to be versus the Empire and you're in the rebellion, you have to have uh, X wings and Y wings. And now you can kind of branch out a little bit and show a little bit more of the star Wars universe and not have to worry about live action. You can kind of go nuts a little bit, if you will. So, and also explore things for like, you know, again, we talk about fan service and, and, and again, I know I mean, are just debating this as a, as a, as friends and, <clears throat> We're not trying to be mean to each other or anything, but I think, and, and honestly, I think this is a way to give fan service to you know and, and go places that we've always wanted to see. Maybe, maybe we we'll go to the Gamorrean Guards' uh, homeland of Gomorrah or wherever it is. I'm not sure what it, where it's what it's called actually, but you know what I'm saying? Like this fun stuff like that. Like, or we go to Nal or or even. um nar Shadav for all you uh blast blaster cannon fans out there if you remember that whole <laughs> thing we had used to do but things like that i think i think that's the thing that this is this trailer more than anything established it's the fact that this, this is going to be more of a, a caravan of courage if you will no no a caravan of uh, a caravan of people that are kind of flying around and i remember that um there was that original pitch of Dave Filoni where he talked about the Clone Wars being you know, a group of people kind of flying around, you know, doing different wars and, and doing like doing things like that. And that kind of was Rebels. This kind of seems even more of like that original pitch than even Rebels was because it's going to be like them kind of venturing off and helping different people. It's literally them flying all over the place, at least at this point. And to be quite honest, I'm curious what you guys think. I'd be disappointed if they just kind of went full on rebellion, to be quite honest, because. Uh, it just seems like it's very,
2: it's just so typical. It's like, I don't want us to always see the yeah. versus empire. You yeah. More more things. No I, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I absolutely don't think that's the direction that they're going. I mean, like I said, they're, they're going to be teaming up with Saw Gerrera at some point, And he, I mean, it, it looks pretty clear from the trailer. Like we're already going to see him rebelling against the empire. I mean, we see them like hijacking an ATTE and shooting at another one. And it looks like they're on Onderon and it's like the empire is occupying it. But, um, I mean, there is no rebellion at this point, right? Like, there are separate rebel factions and insurgents and people well, like Saw who are- rebel, who are there's rebels, there's not rebel alliance. Huh? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but that's what I'm saying, is, like, there's no, I don't think the Bad Batch are going to be strictly, you know, they're, they're not going to be part of an early rebel cell and just stick with that. No, like, I I think the premise of the show, it seems pretty clear to me, is, is just like what you're saying you're hoping for, is that it's going to be them- Traveling all over the galaxy, kind of picking up mercenary missions, maybe helping out with, like, rebel cells here and there, but – and obviously, like, they've they've obviously got a bone to pick with the Empire and they're fugitives from the Empire, but yeah, I don't think this thing is going to hold – like, this whole thing is going to turn into just an early fight of, like, the Bad Batch becoming, like, an early rebel cell and just them fighting against the Empire. I think we're going to see them traveling over the – like, around the galaxy and doing all kinds of stuff, so – and I think, I think that's going to be fun and I think that's going to keep it interesting. I mean, like you said, at this point – and I yeah, I think that would be kind of a little bit redundant and a little bit kind of pointless to just have the entire thrust of the show be like them fighting the Empire or trying to take down the Empire or something because we know that's not going to happen yet. And we've already kind of had that journey in Rebels of seeing like – a a small separate rebel cell and the progression and the growth of them connecting with other rebel cells and the formation of the rebel Alliance. So like, that's not a story that we need to try to tell again, like 15 years earlier. Um, And I think it's going to be a lot more cool to, like I said, just explore the, the rise of the empire from the clones perspective. And then, send them off and just you know traveling the galaxy and seeing a, lo- a lot of different facets and a lot of different storylines of like just what's going on in the galaxy during this time period so i think it's going to be a lot of fun or- i think they've got a lot to work with
1: yeah without question uh, like, kind of like the kenobi series the more we were talking about this it, the more excited ant i am for it we're mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of weeks away a month away it's uh, gonna be great
2: Yeah, no, I, I've definitely felt that just talking to you guys and going over this trailer, I'm like getting even more excited for this show. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time again, premieres May 4th on Disney plus, and then we've got another episode coming up later that week. So it's going to be, uh, not too long now before we've got more star Wars content on our screens. Um, but I think that's just about going to do it for now. Uh, You know, wrapped up all the news and the trailers and all that stuff before we head out. Um, Tim, I know you put out some, uh, you know, questions on social media, seeing if, uh, you know, just what people thought about this. Did we get any comments or anything you wanted to read?
1: Yeah, on Twitter, we got a comment. Last question from Eric at London's Dark. He says, I'm beginning to think Kenobi is the biggest event for Star Wars in the Disney era, maybe edging the sequel trilogy, end of the Clone Wars and Mando season two. The rematch we never thought we'd get with Vader, Hayden returning, and other surprises as well. What do you guys think? And I don't know. I think maybe when it's all said and done, once we've seen the series, I think Eric may very well be right where it could be one of the biggest events for Star Wars in the Disney era. And we've had a few already. I and mean, I think he mentioned, it, obviously, with a new trilogy in the Skywalker saga, it's a big deal, regardless Of how you feel about it it was a huge event and (laughs) the end of the clone wars was pretty huge too (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the fact that we got a season we never thought we were going to get the story arc we've been dying to see we finally got with the siege of mandalore (sighs) but again with obi-wan and all the stuff we were talking about and the excitement and the potential that's there we got to see how it all plays out but it's, I think it could be a very fair argument. I think it would be pretty fun to look back and maybe have that be a talk a topic for one of our episodes. Like, what was the biggest event in the Disney era so far? But I think Kenobi's yeah. going to be right up there when it's all said and done. I, I think I'm with you,
0: Tim. Uh, I, I think that nothing will trump uh, episode 7 hype and level of excitement. I just don't think... Like, episode 1, episode 7, they are just... <clears throat> they're one of a kind for each mm. each situation is so unique and so different and so crazy. And I, I just don't think you ever match it. Now, that being said um, the impact, I think maybe is what you're, what he's mo- mostly referring to. That could be very well debatable regardless of how you think about the sequel trilogy, or how I think about a lot of things. I, for one, I, I think nothing will trump at this point, the Mandalorian as a whole, because in that first season just because the that season kind of established even though it's not a perfect season as we've talked about before i still think it's a phenomenal achievement of what they showed what star wars could do on on the you know on the tv level medium and i think that's going to be end up being the reason why you get a kenobi series and things like that so to me I think of all the things that Disney has done so far, even with the sequel trilogy, I think The Mandalorian will trump it just because of what it represents—not the quality of the first season, because I think it's just only getting—it gets better every episode. Literally every episode I see more of Mandalorian, it's phenomenal, um, it, you know. So I think right now I'm just going to go with the fact that this is probably, to me, The Mandalorian will, will be the, the achievement that that Disney has done the more than anything at this point. It could maybe everyone will end up doing that, but I just think from a from a real world standpoint and a Star Wars this you know whole storyline standpoint, what what that series is doing is maybe more maybe the most impact you've had on Star Wars since maybe the original Star Wars. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It's hard to say at this point, but it's hard for me not to think that with the Mandalorian, it's that good.
2: Yeah, and I would kind of have to echo what what both you guys said. Like, I think. When you're talking about just what's the most significant moment or, or most important moment or whatever, how, how Eric phrased it exactly, like, I think nothing's going to trump uh, The Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy in general in terms of just like worldwide impact and um, sort of the, the external factors, you know, just the the hype of new Star Wars movies coming out and, and just getting people interested and get, getting people buzzing and talking about it and stuff. Um, but I think, you know, as far as, so that's, you know, in, in terms of worldwide impact and like the biggest star Wars event of the Disney era, of course, it's just going to be the kickoff of the Disney era and bringing new star Wars films back to the big screen for the first time. Um, but again, like you said, Paul, depending on your feelings about the sequel trilogy and how much you love the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian and how good Kenobi ends up being, you know, certain things are going to mean more to, to different people. Um, for me personally, and I'm not saying this to try to like crap on the sequels or anything. And like I, there's still a lot that I enjoy about those movies, but I'm far more invested in the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian than I am in the sequel trilogy. Um and, you know, those are are easily the highlights of the Disney era so far for me, closely followed by Rogue One. Um, but, you know, I, I think also with Kenobi, like we st- – like at least for me personally, like it's just going to depend on – like obviously we're just going to have to see how it all plays out and see, you know, what goes down, what the story is. Because it's still kind of hard for me to like wrap my mind around because when I think about the show in general, I still just kind of picture like this kind of – quieter, maybe more introspective story about Obi-Wan alone on Tatooine in between episodes three and four. And like I'm I know that might sound kind of boring, but like I know they're gonna make the story more interesting. But then you throw in this wrinkle of like, oh, but Hayden's coming back as Vader and you know they tease that there's gonna be some kind of rematch. And so it's like I also know that. But I'm still not like I don't know, like it's hard to fully grasp the scope of what that's gonna be. Like, is this you know, are, is this really going to be like a, a big epic confrontation, like something on the level of like their duel in episode three um with Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader and, and like a really dramatic story with these high stakes and an epic lightsaber duel and stuff like that? Like, I'm just like my my head's not even there right now. But if that's what this story ends up being, it very well could end up being. The best Star Wars of the Disney era, and one of my favorite Star Wars stories of all time. But we're just going to have to wait and see what they've got in store for us, and how this whole thing plays out. Um, but it certainly has a lot of potential, and it's certainly exciting, and I can't wait to see uh, where this lands for all of us, you know, on our, our personal rankings of favorite Star Wars stuff once it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, one thing's for sure: it's a, I think already one of our favorite star Wars progress to talk about and yeah, speculate on before absolutely. we see its release. And it's been awesome. Just talking about the potential, of what the series can be these last, um, not few episodes in a row, but the last few episodes we've done since it was announced and just talking about what the Obi Wan series can mean for the saga as a whole and the character of Obi Wan too. And now the character of Anakin and Darth Vader, there's so much potential in it. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, well, thank you, Eric, for chiming in with that. And, uh, just getting our, uh, Obi-Wan excitement and speculation going even more. Um, but that's going to do it for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, be sure to follow us online, follow us on Twitter at star Wars TSC and on Facebook at facebook.com slash star Wars, the saga continues. Uh, you can check out our website at star Wars, TSC.com, and you can send us email at star Wars, TSC at gmail.com. If you want to send us Thoughts, comments, questions, anything that you want to have us read here on the show. Um, of course, also be sure to check out thunderquack.com for all the other awesome podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Um, but we will be back uh probably sometime soon. And, you know, we'll we'll come back and actually get around to doing that uh second season of Clone Wars Micro series and do our commentary for that, um, assuming no other big news drops in the meantime. Um and that'll be fun because once we get around to doing that, that'll probably be on Disney Plus, and like more of you guys can probably watch along with that one. Um, and then, yeah, we'll uh, just keep it rolling as we're leading up to Bad Batch and all this other fun stuff that we've got coming up. So, uh, should be a fun year. We've got lots of uh, fun Star Wars stuff coming up, but um, yeah, that's gonna do it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time, and may the force be with you.
1: See you next time, everybody.
0: Godspeed, rebels. Yeah.